Hi, and welcome to She's the Boss Chats. I'm your host, Jules Brooke, and in the show, I interview amazing women and female founders about what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it. It's all about us lifting up the women around us. So, Louise Larkin, I am so excited to have you on the She's the Boss Chats. Fabulous. You know, I'm always, always so honoured to be in your pleasure in your company, Jules. So thank you very much. Oh my God, you are such a silly Billy. But anyway, thank you very <laughs> much as well. So this is all about business and your entrepreneurial journey. But because I'm so nosy, I want to know all about what's led you here and all that kind of stuff as well. So we're just going to have a natter yes. about work and business and why you're doing it and all that kind of thing. So the first question that I've got for you is... What do you do? What do you do right now? And tell us a little bit about it. No worries. So I am the founder of Friend in Me. Um, So we're a not-for-profit organisation and basically we make sure that no child is going to be left behind in this crazy world. So I started Friend in Me. Yeah, what does that mean as such? So what actually do you do? So Friend in Me, we promote um, inclusive events. So we put on big, fun happy parties for all children to be able to attend. That Uh, is just so gorgeous. So, and and tell us, and and I think for this, we need to talk a little bit about the why, because I think that led you to why you're doing what you're doing. So, yeah. Yeah, So I have spent my whole career in the corporate world. So, you know, very senior role in a corporate environment, doing events and sales and all the corporate things. Wow. I don't want to say poor you, but I'm glad you're out on your own now. Look, <laughs> we'll what... talk a little bit about that because I'd love to know a little bit about what your career was before. Yeah. But what happened that made you want to jump out? Well, you know, funnily enough, I was driving to my corporate job one day and there was a beautiful mum on the radio that called up and was in tears about her little boy who was six years old and he had never been invited to a party before, oh. nor had he had a party. So That is so awful to just to hear that from a little child who's, who's so innocent as well. You know, you just, you see the beauty in kids having fun at a party. Even I still personally remember going to a party as a kid, you know, in, yep. playing pass the parcel or giving the present and eating all the party foods that we probably shouldn't be eating and going home with a sugar high. But, yeah. you know, this little boy, Logan, had never been invited to a party. So his mum, you know, was in tears. So he suffered from a disability and was living with a disability. So other children just didn't understand him. You know, long I wonder, story- you know what, what's interesting, sorry, just to yeah. jump in, is I wonder if it was the kids or if it was actually really the mothers of the children who didn't understand what to do with a disabled boy and so therefore just stayed away. It was just easier to not invite him. Yeah, I think exactly. Is, is what Which it is was. Which is awful. Yeah, because, you know, he was still wearing nappies at this time. So he was six, year, six years old wearing nappies. And then the radio station put on a fabulous major event for him at the tennis centre. Yep. And all these little people came along and enjoyed. And all of a sudden, Logan was a little famous boy, as he said. So having my events background, I was like, shit, that's sad. What can I do? Imagine that was my daughter that never had a party. I'm going to put on a party. I'm going to put on a party for little kids that have never had one. And so I rang a couple of girls from my gym at the time and I said, I've got an idea. I want to put on a community event and have all these kids come who haven't been to a party. 
And they're like, let's do it. So we did it. And, you know, it took in six weeks, we pulled off a party and it had everything you can imagine at a birthday. So we had the face painting and the food and the characters. And we had 350 people come to that little event. Wow. So who were the 350 people? Like, How did you get a word out about it? So it was just locally. So we got the local paper. We did a flyer. We put them all down. It was in Ascot Vale. So we put all flyers down in the main strip. And I honestly had no idea if people would even come. If it was going to work. You know, when you have your own event and you're like, shit, I hope people come. Yes, and I absolutely hate that that exactly on the nose or five minutes before where you go, oh, my God, look at what I've done. What if no one turns up? What if no one comes? I know, and I truly had that feeling, but I remember popping my head outside and one of the girls who organised it with me said, do you know there's a line-up outside? And I was like, yes, this is happening. So I thought, you know what, I'll do it again. I'll do it again for another year. And, you know, it was just my little side project where yeah. I would still be going off to, to my corporate job and doing that. And we organised the next event. And the next event had 700 people. Oh, my God, that's huge. Yeah. And is this like once a year or at that stage did you go, well, I'm going to do another one three months later? No, so we just kept it once a year just to create that little bit of excitement. Yeah, birthday thing. And by the third one, I'm so proud that we had just over 2,000 people. (gasps) Oh, my God, Louise. Yeah, so, you know, it was pretty much that point. So by this time I, I already had my little girl Giselle, so I had one. But by the third event I had another little baby Florence and... It took me on maternity leave with her that, you know, I think we've spoke about this in the past, Jules, we just, you find yourself when you have some, when you have children, I think there's something inside of you that you think, you know what, I have so much more to give and you almost find a passion that you thought you didn't have. So it took Florence to be born where something just ignited in me where I was like, this is something I really want to do. This is something, and it was more than children missing out on parties. This was now about researching about exclusion and kids who are excluded and what that looks like and how it can carry on so many more problems when they're being excluded from society. So I started doing more research um, and looking into it and I started doing a little bit more smaller events as well throughout the year so we were more present Um, And then it was time for me to go back to my job after maternity leave. And I rang my husband in tears saying, I don't want to go back. It's not fueling me anymore. I just want to put all my energy into friending me. But I don't know if I can do that. And Cam's like, well, just resign. It's not that easy, babe. And here I am in tears. It is. That is my favorite thing ever. Resignations. How long had you been with them at that stage? All Lapper had been 10 years. I did, Oy, have a, okay. yeah, I did have a little break in between um, and I went back and, you know, Cam said, you know what men are like, I'll oh, just resign. Okay. <laughs> so I've been lying in bed awake at night for the past two weeks thinking I want to resign, but I can't because I have to contribute to the family and what are we going to do and we've got a mortgage. So, so, so you weren't making money out of Friend in Me at all at that stage? Was no, that... no. So it right, was Right, so totally... it was just free events you were putting on and getting people to donate or something, was yeah, it? Yeah, so it was just really minimal tickets and we'd have some sponsors, but at this point we were just paying off the event. So, you know, we'd just break even to pay off the event, which was totally fine by me. But we still are at this stage. Oh, actually, I'll go back. So anyway, I did resign. I resigned. And I tell you, when I made that decision to resign from my corporate role, 
something was completely lifted off my shoulders and I felt so at ease with my decision and all of a sudden these opportunities came flooding in like partnership it, that is it's a weird thing but i remember a boss said to me years and years and years ago and and whenever you do those interviews and people go what's one tip you'd say to someone i always say it which is things don't happen until you let go like even if you're thinking about leaving a job, no one's going to offer you any additional work until, because they think that you've got a job. You know, the same thing with this, until you commit to it and they go, right, she's really going to do it, we're in. Yeah. So I love it that that happens and people don't realise that they just see the loss of the job and they don't see how it's opening up their world. Absolutely. And it's exactly what it did. It just opened up myself to have conversations with people that I wasn't able to have conversations with because, you know, I was scared to open up these conversations when I was working in corporate because what if it did blow up and what if there was this huge opportunity and I didn't have the time and I still had two little kids working full time and, you know, it's just that internal dialogue that you're constantly, constantly going through. But yeah. I still, so that was in October last year when, when I resigned and I'm still sitting here with, uh, still at one with my decision. Friend in me is having really amazing conversations with people. We're rebranding, we're doing all that stuff that I would never have been able to do if I was still working corporate. No, not at all. And now talk to me about um, COVID and the, and the isolation, because obviously that would have well, I assume that would have affected you because it's been going on for quite a while. But I'm thinking about the kids as well, who yeah. have been stuck at home yeah. with with you know without friends again, like all kids. It's quite funny actually because you know our model is based on isolation, right? So people right. who are isolated, and all of a sudden, we have all found ourselves isolated. We yeah. have all found ourselves feeling like those little children do. You know, we're stuck within our four walls. We can't go out. You know, our our emotions are heightened. We can't see people that we want to see. We can't no. hug people. You know, all of a sudden we're feeling all of those feelings. So when COVID happened, first of all, when it happened, you know, we had our, our fourth major event coming up in March. So, you know, right. when, just before everything started going crazy, I had to cancel our event. I was so sad because you spend the whole year working up towards this major towards event it, yeah. and, you know, you're dealing with so many different people and we were, I think we are about two weeks or three weeks out and I cancelled it and I was so upset. But then on the flip side, not to mention the whole world shut down, so it was okay because I couldn't do it anyway. Yeah, we kind yeah. Of, we called it just before we were kind of told to have no events. Um but on the flip side of that, I gave myself the opportunity to sit back, have a breather, because I'd just yeah. done three major events in, the, in four months. So that was really tough. You know, it was tough on my family. It was tough on, you know, myself because, you know, you're just constantly, constantly doing these major events. So it was almost like I was forced to stop, have a breather, Good. think yes. about my strategy because I would always put that to the side. I would always put where is the direction that friend in me needs to go. It would always go to a side because the events you were would too take busy. over. That's right. Yeah. Which, which can I just say in some ways it's interesting and I don't know what you're going to say next, but in some ways you were applying corporate kind of 
you know, I've got to drive myself and keep the stress levels really high and do event after event after event, mm. applying that to working for yourself. So I'm interested to see what came out of this yeah. time to yeah. think. Well, you know what it's like as well. You're wearing every hat when you're doing things on your own. And we still are, as I said, 100% volunteer based. So yeah, yeah. You're trying to wear every hat. You're trying to uh, wear the media hat, the social media hat, the events hat. And although I have an amazing team, they're still mums and they're still they're still got full time jobs. And so, so I, are you. You're a mum as well with two littlies. I know. Sometimes I don't know how I fit it all in, but it's because I'm so <laughs> passionate. But what I did is I stopped and I. We've also spoken about this before. I did my business plan, you know. I did my business plan and I had a little bit more of a direction. I'm not saying it's pages and pages and pages of planning, but it's given me the opportunity to have a direction. I restructured my board and my committee. So I got some really great people on there that... I'm also really bad at kind of communicating what I want and where it needs to be. So I've communicated with them, you know, what direction I want Friend in Me to head in. So we did that. I'm working with an amazing company, um, Idea Pro, doing a rebrand. So oh, wonderful. That's really exciting because, you know, the logo and the branding and the voice has got me to where I am today because, as I said, it was an on-the-side passion project. I never thought that I would quit my job to continue to be a change maker. I never, ever thought that that would be what I And would yet do. I would say you're only starting to hit your stride, Louise. Like mm. this is going to be huge because it taps into every single thing that mothers, mothers and parents yeah. want for their children. Not only do we want children not to be bullied, but we want to teach our kids who aren't being bullied and who aren't isolated to look after people like that and to be kind to them. So it just works so well. It's such a great idea. Yeah. And, you know, I'm finding that because, again, when I stopped and had a breath and just took some time to, you know, think about what direction I'm going in, so many people have reached out to me and giving, given me so much confidence. You know, I'm, we always sit here in business and go, am I making the right decision? Is this where a gap is in society? Is this what society needs? And again, it's that internal dialogue, making sure that you're doing the right thing. But I'm so happy to say that I sit here at the end of every day and know that I'm making a difference, proud to be making a difference and the conversations that I'm having are just endorsing that, you know. So with the rebrand, I'm so excited because it's just <laughs> going – I am so excited because it's just – it's a brand that's still really playful but professional. It's a brand that I'd be really proud of standing up in front of a corporate and saying, this is what we do and we want your support. But if a little kid was running around with a T-shirt, that would still look amazing as well. So – I've just got so they're so a great company if they've thought of if they've thought through how the brand will work on all those different ways. It's yes. going to be amazing. Yeah, and you're right. It'll it'll sort of push you in a in a more professional direction. I'm sure. Yeah. But also talk to me about you. You obviously decided not to go online with these events um, through COVID, and I'm really interested to know your thoughts around that because a lot of people did decide to bring them online or. Is that in the future? Tell me what your thoughts are about that. Yeah, so I had a thought to do a big online party um, and we didn't because, first of all, to be honest with you, I'm tech illiterate and I (laughs) thought, how am I going to make this work? 
But what we did do, however, was I still wanted to be able to bring some magic to the screen of these children because first of all, there is children who just don't want to party, but there's also children that want to party but couldn't actually have one because they couldn't have their friends over. Now, imagine telling your little six-year-old who's been looking forward to a party all year that actually, no, you can't have that because there's germs around, which was the dialogue that I was... Yeah, and you can't see your friends either. Yeah, you can't actually see them. So what I did do was I did quite a few and still are doing a few virtual parties. So... I'd get my characters and we would put on a party. And, you know, one that stands out was there was a little boy and he um, is autistic and his name's Ethan. And he had never wanted a party, was scared to have a party. But this year was the first time that he decided that he actually wanted to have one. So his mum had planned one for April. And then guess what? COVID happened. So for the first time, he felt the confidence to be able to take that step and invite his friends over and then he couldn't do it. So his mum had to explain to him that, you know, we can't actually do it. So friend in me did step in and said, how about you tell me who his favourite characters are, I'll get some entertainers and let's just do a Zoom party and see how it goes. So that was the first one I did and oh my goodness me. It was so beautiful to be able to see him still feel like he was somebody. He still had the confidence. He had some of his little friends on the line and his cousins. And it it was still a beautiful day. And we would still be able to bring that spirit to him that even though it's a little bit tricky at the moment and you can't get out, let's still try and bring this magic to your screen. You know, so. Oh, that's just so beautiful. And so did that give you the impetus? You said you did a few. Did you end up doing... Yeah. So Some then more. people. I mean, is this something you reckon you might do going forward? Is this an option for maybe kids that are interstate or in regional areas? Or absolutely, because there are still going to be children out there that still may not want a big party that's face to face. You know. Yeah. I think that COVID has opened up such a virtual world. You know, in a couple of ways. You know, even in the corporate world, you can work from home successfully and still run the business. Yes. Yes. You know, my husband's been home for four months and still filling his role very successfully in in the corporate world. And, you know, it still means that we can connect with people. I did another virtual party and, you know, Uncle Tony was on the line from America with all the friends on there and he was able to connect and see Spider-Man on the line. You know, so I definitely think there is still ways that we can connect virtually Um, and just because thankfully COVID is easing, restrictions are easing, although it's not, you know, I don't think we're going to be doing any major events anytime soon via friend in me because you just, it's just the unknown, right? It's just, who knows where we're going to be sitting. It's just so gray. I mean, I could go out now and have a party for 10 people, but you know, where I want my vision for the next community days, I want 3000 people, 4000 people. So I don't see that happening anytime soon. So I've needed to remain really in front of people during this time. I made sure I didn't let my guard down with social media. Well Um, done. Well done. Because I think some people took some time out, which is totally fine. But yeah, of course, it just means for me personally, I made sure I was in front of people through socials, through marketing 
Um, so when we are restricted, they're like, oh, there's friendly me. They've just, they've been in my face through the whole of COVID and through the whole of isolation. Yeah. Um, you know, as a I, PR person, I'd say tick, 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 tick. Well done. Because, yeah. you, you know, people were worried about what to say. Well, I mean, just say what, what you, you I mean, you, there was a time I think where it felt a little bit uncomfortable for that first few weeks, maybe going hard. I like, I didn't like seeing big salesy kind of messages, but no. other than that, I'm more than happy to read people who've got suggestions, tips or whatever. The other thing that's come out of COVID that plays straight into what you're talking about that I think anyway, I'm, I'm interested in your opinion is that because we are now all talking on Zoom, we're actually focusing on faces and not bodies. And so all of a sudden, you know, women with body image and makeup and how we look is so important and yada, yada, yada. I feel like that's kind of taken a real back step. And for some of your kids that are disabled or that can't move easily, this is a godsend because they are just judged on their face these days, you know. Um, doesn't matter if they walk funny or if they can't use a part of their body. It's It's all about you know, connecting with people and, you know, and, and both of us, for anybody who was watching, can we can say we're in our PJs. Like, and I mean, we are it's in okay. our PJs and my hair is oily and, you know, and I don't give a shit and I'm actually not wearing a bra either, Jules, so I don't Neither know. Neither am I. I. Hope, <laughs> I hope you're not getting too much, you know, out of an eye. TMI, do you think? Well, hopefully our audience is women and they'll get it straight away, so. But, you know, that's just it. Like, I think that, you know, I mean, I've got I've got a few platforms and pages that I just want people to be able to embrace who they are. You don't have to get up in on Zoom and make sure you have a full face of makeup. And for, for that matter, you also don't have to do it when you're connecting with people face to face. I think that it's important no, to know that... No, I hope that, that that will change. But if that makes you feel good and feel confident, then, then that's okay too. But... It means that, for instance, a little boy or girl who, you know, it might be in a wheelchair and is just comfortable being in their own lounge room and being in their own, you know, their own four walls where they can get through and they're all set up for disability access in their own home, then that's okay too. You know, we're we're trying to do really amazing things with our face-to-face events. Like this year, I was so excited for this year because we had the wheelchair swing we had we tried to make it as inclusive as impo- as possible, so that I tried to think of anyone who would come. How do we make it, you know, enjoyable for them? So I had an Ausland interpreter, you know. So if there was any deaf children that come along, yeah. so I really, really put up, you know, every idea that I could this year. But that doesn't matter. I I did not let it. It'll hold come, me back. Louise. It it will come. It might not be this year. It'll be I'm sure next year as long as we don't yeah. get another surge. Yeah. And also, and it's kind of giving us additional ways of contacting people. So you'll be able to do your big event, but you'll be able to do your smaller events and maybe, you know, work with a kid up in Tamworth or somebody who's in regional Victoria and can't get away. So it, it, yeah. it'll have all sorts of positives that come out of it as well. I really want to be doing something because yesterday, for some reason, it came across that I feel very, very sorry for the bushfire victims. All of a sudden, there's something came so over me. That I was just like, oh gosh, I feel like, because I just was, I was kind of thinking about 2020 and what a shit year it has been, if I can be honest, because the news was on, Absolutely. which I don't watch very often, but the news was on and I was watching the protests and I'm just thinking, gosh, 2020 was supposed to be such a good year. What the hell happened? You know, it started with the bushfires and then I kind of thought about the bushfire victims 
And I was just thinking to myself, I hope that they're okay and I hope that they're getting what they need. And then I thought to myself, maybe when I can start doing events, I'll head out up there. I'll head out to somewhere. I'll tell you now that they are living in tents still. I've got a friend who lives up near Mogo in New South Wales, in Nimaruya, and she said that there are still people living in tents. Now, I don't know whether through COVID they got put into a motel. I hope they did. But it is so disgusting that those poor people, some of whom their houses burnt down last September, so they are now nearly, you know, on their way to 12 months no. Let's say nine months later, and 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 none of that money's filtered to them. That's disgusting. It, it's just absolutely heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. So anything you can do for them is brilliant. Yeah, that made me feel really sad yesterday. So that was going to be one of my things. That as soon as I can, that we can get a little community together. So it'd have to be a decent number because I wouldn't want to exclude if the like. I'd probably go to a small little town and just try and bring some characters up there and try and bring them a little bit of hope and a little bit of magic because... Uh, well, I'd love to, to suggest you do it in Mogo where they've got the Mogo Zoo as well and they'd probably Mogo- do something with the kids ah. with you and it's only about two hours drive from Canberra so okay. it gives all of that... Anyhow, I mean, we don't have to talk about that now but... No, 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 that's but that's, a, that's what I'm wanting idea. to do. That's what I'm, I'm thinking about because I feel like that they are isolated out there and if they're still living intense well that's just heartbreaking that's just it's really just shocking though as well when you think of the the 50 million that was raised by celeste and i know that um you know we all know the intention we all a hundred percent know the intention and so does the government so how they haven't been able to change their laws <sighs> to release those funds and they've just i think they just came out recently and said no nope, sorry we can't change it the law says no. that when you donated the money it had to go to firefighters for their equipment and new south wales and- firefighters too that's it like it can't yeah. even be yeah it's really and that's that's where it gets really tricky with these i mean i don't want to get too much into it no, but with these no. with these celebrity gofundme sometimes people just want to be part of that I mean, Celeste did an amazing job. I, I know, would never, incredible job. Incredible, but that's it where breaks it gets my heart tricky, for, you know? For her that this group, yeah, I know. I actually picked it really on, really early on and said I think she's picked the wrong fund because the unfortunately, anyhow, I mean, it doesn't matter, but New South Wales um, fire, fire thing got something like, $4 million last year from the government. They get funded every year anyway, so and it was just... It. Yeah, it's but anyway, weird. I guess the lesson to learn from it is it won't happen again. No. I don't think anyone no, will no, ever no, 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 no. not look at who they're donating to properly That's right. again. That's right. Um, so, so yeah. I mean, back back to our point about you know just being yourself and. I'm, I'm a big believer in that and that's what I want to encourage these children is that we just want you to be able to embrace who you are, embrace your quirks, embrace your uniqueness and, you know, also I don't like the word neurotypical but, you know, also teach these little children as well how do we deal with these little kids if they do, ha- if they are living with a disability or maybe they just have social anxiety or maybe they just find it really tricky to just make a genuine friend, you know. So have you have you got psychologists on the team that help with some of these kids that are super shy or? Yeah, so I have an advisory board that are psychologists and what I want to create with Friend in Me is a bit of a resource hub. So when these families come to me, 
um, and ask for, you know, my support and what can I do for them, that I can link them in with psychologists um, or whoever that may be, professionals who work with children with ADHD or uh, autism, you know, just a little hub, a community hub that kind of has our back that I can direct these people into because I get so many families reaching out telling me stories that just break my heart that the kids are really lonely and that that they're misunderstood. They don't have any friends. You know, it just keeps going on. It's That's the kind of language and that's what I need to – and that's what I have been focusing on recently, just that research behind that and how we can change, but where I can direct them. I don't want to say, like, if I don't have a face-to-face event that I can invite them to, what's my next step? So I guess that's where I'm kind of pivoting to. um, Well, another lovely thing in some ways would be, and I'm sure that the parents are onto it, but to get the popular kids to be doing your courses, Mm. to understand that they can be that friend. Absolutely. They can be the friend and and the benefits that it would bring to them in terms of their own self-esteem and their own making a difference and how great that makes you feel. Yeah, because they've got the confidence, right? And that's what we want all our little kids to have. No matter who you are or where you're from, you just want to have some confidence to be be able to go up and play. You know, my daughter goes to kinder, you know, with a little girl who um, she has a little bit of speech issues and she's a little bit older um, because she repeated a year of kinder. And Giselle said to me, you know, why doesn't she talk, mummy? You know, I just want to know why she doesn't talk. And I just explained to her that, you know, she just has a little bit of difficulties, but her mummy's helping her at the moment and giving her the support that she needs. I said, but what is one thing that we can do to help that little girl? And she said, well, I can play with her. And I said, absolutely. And she's like, well, I can be kind to her. And I said, that's exactly what you can do, and, you know, and think oh, about how that would make her feel. So, you And know, your just, little heart must have been bursting with pride. She was answering all the right things to say. She was doing say. all that's the right. So tick, gorgeous. tick, tick. And, you know, I don't push that on Giselle. I, I don't, I don't no. make Giselle I say, play with everybody or I don't tell her you have to be everybody's friend. No one has to be everybody's friend. I don't have to be everybody's friend. No. But, you know, we need to be kind to one another. And, you know, I say that to her a lot. You need to include sometimes, not all the time, but, you know, you can do lots of things. You can run out and play chasey in the yard or you can play with dolls. And, you know, Giselle's at the age where she's like, but she's not my best friend today. I said, don't worry about best friends today, Giselle. It doesn't matter. You don't have to play with the same person every day. You know, sometimes people and other children want to play with other kids, but it's just teaching them and it's... Also not, you know, if if I see a little girl in a wheelchair and I see Giselle kind of looking, I said, Giselle, do you want to ask mummy any questions about that little girl? Or, you know, I can try and help you understand why she's in a wheelchair yeah. or why she might be different, looking different. So I think it's just teaching the parents that it's okay. I couldn't agree with you more. The, hmm. the, at my, I've, I've got twins and when they were in, I think really grade prep right the way through to grade six, one of the boys had got a boy in his class who was severely, severely disabled, nonverbal, unable to talk, walk, almost anything really. Yeah. But they were there all the way through primary school. And I used to look at the kids playing with that boy who really, his mother would hover because his mother, would, or there was always a helper there. And the, the the little kids don't see it. Like, really, it's the mother. I would be kind of like, now, what's the best way for me to approach mm. the mother or whatever? The kids are right over there. They they don't have that 
fear of saying the wrong thing until they get that little bit older, do no. they? So they just no filter. Uh, yeah, they're genuine. And then, and then you know, they say, can so-and-so come to the party? And it's like, I don't even know whether their mummy will let them, but mm. let's ask. And if, you, if they can't make it, they can't make it. But, you know, you haven't done anything wrong. And my eldest was um, best friends with twins where one of the sisters had cerebral palsy and has been on a walking frame since they were babies as well. Absolutely no difference. And now they're 18 and they're like her big brothers and they all look after Beautiful. her. And Isn't it's just so, so gorgeous. Nice. And that's what you want. Oh, you know, that's... That's all I want to create with this, you know, and even if I've just made one little boy or girl feel included, like little Logan, because, you know, this this all stemmed from him. This all came from him and now he's our little ambassador. Um, And there's another little girl, Charlotte, who came to our very first Friend in Me event and she was a quiet, you know, quiet, shy little girl with no confidence and... You know, she she's also suffers from autism and sensory processing disorder. And it was her birthday the other day and we actually did a little party for her. But what I, I mean, I'm glad I've changed her world. But what I loved the most is that I've changed her mum's world. And her I was going to say the feedback from the parents. Yeah, what did her it's say? just like you have made me feel more confident because my daughter's confident now. And I know that I can go out and let her have a party. And she also had a party last year and she's just... I mean, I watched a pretty much non-verbal little girl come to our first event and then when I saw her, because she's also done a little bit of um, media with us, when I saw her talking on camera, she's just a completely changed little girl. You know, she's full of confidence. She can talk well. She knows she's a good person and she knows that she's got the opportunity to, you know, go forth with life and be something, you know. And she's nine now, so it's just, it's beautiful to watch. Amazing. Um, okay, now along your journey, your mm. entrepreneurial journey, which we know has been reasonably short after a long career, but are there any women in, well, I, I'm, I'm guessing because of the area you're in, there have been, but I ask this of everyone, and if you can't think of anyone, that's fine, but are there women that have helped you specifically along the way, and how have they helped you? Yeah, so like there's plenty of women, you know, I'm surrounded by them with my <laughs> mum's platform, and that's another thing I'm super passionate about is, you know, embracing being a mother and a parent and, you know, on my mental health journey, but uh, you know, one of them that pops into my mind is Rosie from Idea Pro. Now, she's also the one doing our rebrand. Um, yep. So she kind of gets me anyway, but she's just such an amazing mother and she's been running a very successful marketing agency business with her husband. Now, anyone out there that could say <laughs> they can work with their husband, like constantly, I take my hat off to because I don't know that me and my husband could work really well together, but... You know, she's had her journey of managing this agency, being a mum of two little kids, you know, with her husband. So she's played an integral part of my role, both personally and professionally in guiding me. And when I kind of, you know, that one person that you just reach out to when you're feeling shit or when you're feeling like, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing or can I just flag something with you for a second and let me know what you think. And she's always open, no matter what the time of night is. She's always open to going, yeah, and she's always giving me an honest opinion, which is what I want. Please don't sugarcoat anything. Don't sugarcoat. I want you to be able to tell me the honest truth. So, you know, she's played a really, really big role in my life, as I said, both personally and professionally. Um, And, you know, she says that I've done that for her as well. So it's just a beautiful relationship there. Um, And she's also really into um, natural kind of 
healing Remedy. and organic stuff. So she has another yeah. separate journey she's going on with trying to, you know, create the change there, which I'm, you know, I try and do. She's really good at it. I get out the chemicals and wash with the I know, but, you know, we need, we need our besties to be able to do all of that kind of thing and bounce off. And, and, yeah. and someone that you really admire, what they're doing really helps, mm. I think, because, you know, you kind of go, okay, we're both on a mission. It's not just one of us. So yeah. in, in the setting up of Friend in Me, have there, I'm sure there have been some real pivotal moments. Um, are there any sort of successes or failures that you've learned from that you'd be up for sharing? Yeah, yeah. So look, I mean, like I said earlier on, I never ever thought this would be anything. I never thought that my little passion side project would be something that I do full time and something that I 150% are committed to. You know, I live and breathe it. I wake up in the morning and I'm thinking about, okay, what is what is it that I need to do today? Who do I need to connect with? And I go to sleep doing the same thing. Um, I think for me... And it's not because you have to, it's because you want to. Absolutely. Because it's just organically, this is where, you're, where your interest yeah. and your love lies. Yeah. So I think, you know, some things that have been tricky for me along the way is, you know, I tried to wear every hat. Now, yeah. you, it's just not possible. Your skill set, I, I don't have the skill set to be able to do everything. So like I said, computers and me, they're not good. They don't... They don't go well. I'm not good at them. I'm not like even doing a PowerPoint presentation. I'm just not good at that side of things. So, and I tried to, for the first few years, I just tried to do everything or first couple of years, I tried to do everything myself and it would stress me out. And then that's when I shut the laptop down and go, this is bullshit. I'm not doing this. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to keep kind of doing what I'm doing. It wasn't until I opened up and started putting trust in people and started going, right, I need some people that can back me with the expertise that I don't have. So it wasn't until that moment, that's kind of when I restructured the board. And did you know that the beautiful Naomi Lambert is on our board? No, I didn't. Yeah. Well, I was wondering whether Naomi was going to come up as a pivotal woman. She always does because she's freaking amazing, that woman. Well, tell everyone a little bit about who Naomi is first. Yeah, so Naomi, now a lot of the most inspirational people that I've ever met have all been online, right? Yeah. So this is, I I don't really have a love-hate relationship with online. I have a love-love because everybody I've met has been through pages, through the online journey, and Naomi was one of them. So Naomi has the Cool To Be Kind project, um, which we, she basically promotes 52 weeks of kindness. And she's just a ridiculously amazing human who lives in Perth. She is. Who's had a shit, had a heap of shit thrown oh. at her and she just bobs up to the top. Yeah. And w- stays incredibly nice and incredibly calm at a time that I think I probably would be just sobbing. Yeah. And, you know, somewhere and going, it's all too hard and, I, you know, I'm not meant to blah, blah, blah. And she's just brilliant. And she way. just, yeah, just throw it in. And she's also immune compromised. So COVID was really tricky for her. You know, she could not leave the house. She couldn't Still leave is, the house. Still is, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you know, I can't exactly remember. It was probably on Instagram or something. Maybe someone tagged me. But we got chatting and we've been chatting ever since. And that would be about a year or so. Um, she's a ridiculously amazing illustrator 
So she's drawn me some beautiful pictures for my Westershore Mums, which is another platform for mums. So she's drawn me some... She's just... She's done amazing. It's interesting you, you keep throwing out these other platforms for mums and things. So you've got other things going on as well. So really, oh. even though you've been caught, you've been bitten by the serial entrepreneur bug by the sounds of it. Oh, gosh. I Sometimes I think, gosh, well, how do I do it? But, you know, it's because I just do and I'm just so passionate about all these things, you know. And then I dip into mental health advocacy because... Well, that's... I mean, mental health is all where it kind of stems down to, you know, because this is for another time, but my, I lost my dad to mental health, you know, and right. so this is this is why I'm so passionate about helping people make a change and just being good people because I couldn't... And, and getting them when they're young so that you can help them with any mental health issues yeah. from an early age before it becomes stigmatised or ingrained That's or anything right. else. I mean, Dad was 68 and lost his lost his life to mental health. So, you know, I couldn't save him. But had he have had the intervention when he was five, six, seven years old and we've been able to create a path for him, maybe he wouldn't have gone and he'd still be here today. Yeah. But, you know, anyway, but back to Naomi. Um, you know, we connected and we just bonded and I'm like, she's my type of person. I really like her. And, you know, we connected since then. And I, when I was restructuring the board and creating some roles, there was a role that came up. Well, tell me first, just, just do a tiny step back. What kind of a board is it? Because a lot of women out there wouldn't think necessarily to put together a board six months after launching into their business full-time. So is this an advisory board? So we've got the advisory board up the top, which is just kind of, you know, people that come in when I need advice personally. But then we have a director's board. So there is seven of us on there. Um, So that's from your treasurer to your legal to your marketing. Um, And then there was the community impact manager. Now, when I think of a community impact, I think of my beautiful friend Naomi So I did reach out to her and I said, listen, I know you have tremendous amount of things on your plate at the moment, but, you know, you've been supporting me and guiding me through my journey of really getting into Friend in Me, which I say is the last 18 months. So it's kind of when Florence was born, Friend in Me was born again, reborn. Um, And when I, you know, approached her, I said, look, this is a voluntary board, obviously, but you know, I would really love you to be a part of it. And I think we could really, the partnership with the Cool To Be Kind project and Friend In Me would be a really beautiful partnership. And she just turned to me, she's like, I would be absolutely honoured to. And that's kind of how it grew. So now we've been working together on things like we want to do a journal um, for kids together, because as I said, she's an amazing illustrator. So there's lots of things we want to do. We do want to do a teen program, but Teens is a whole nother kettle of fish. I just have to get my head around that because it's when you're dealing with teens, you're now dealing with them having social media accounts and suicidal oh, thoughts and all these big, big, big things. And I know and also and also they're not. I mean, now that I've got two adolescent boys who are 14 and one who's 18, I don't know whether ad, as adults. I don't know. I feel like I sort of feel like if there was to be a big difference, it would be to get find people their age or in their in their early twenties mm. who they could role model and deal with. I don't know that they're so good at. You know, if we said to them, 
you know, things are if things are a bit tough, go and reach out to this group. I don't know whether they would if there were adults yeah. involved. You know, teens are a whole other world. They really are. So, you know, we're, we're kind of parking that, but just, just keeping our eye on, you know, where the gap might be. Yeah, it's um, a natural extension. I can definitely see it. Yeah, um, but I think but, we have to get yeah. one thing first right, and that's the yeah. little children. So that's where we're putting all of our focus on at the moment. So, yeah, she is a part of our board now, and I know one day I'll see her beautiful face because I haven't even even met her face to face and I just can't wait because I said to her I'm going to squeeze you that hard you know and it's just so beautiful because I feel I truly feel like I've known her forever um so you know that's again the beauty of online isn't it I've got a business coach who lives up in Sydney who has literally changed my life in the last few years like he and I have built handle your own PR and I worked out the other day I think I've met him four times in real life like you know, you just you, you just feel like you know them all the time. I talk to him twice a day, every day, probably. Yeah, exactly. And you know, even the other day, I um, another lady reached out to me. She's Sydney based as well, and I saw her on God knows what Facebook page. I'm part of that many Facebook groups, but anyway, <laughs> she's putting together a tech platform, basically like find a friend, right? So for kids. Oh, great. Oh, you can imagine my eyes pricking up. I was like, oh, my God. Anyway, I just thought, you know, I'll reach out to her. You never know. We called each other, spoke on the phone for ages, like we'd known each other forever. And she really wants to come on board now. So very, very. That'd be amazing. Yeah, super early days, but it's just, my point is to anybody listening, sometimes don't, don't fear of reaching out, like just reach out. The worst that people can do is not come back to you. Okay. It doesn't matter. That's right. All they can come back to you and it can be the start of something pretty amazing. So, you know, with this Nicola, I'm just like, I said to her, I actually sent her an email the other day, which came from my maiden name, which is Cherry. And I I just sent her, I had forwarded her something. She's like, and she texts me. She's like, I'm assuming your Louise Cherry was your maiden name. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that you actually don't know me from from before (laughs) I was married. Because it truly felt like I'd known her for so long. And we haven't got off the phone this past week. We've just got all these crazy ideas and she comes from a digital marketing space with rebranding and I'm like, oh my God, you, you're like an angel. You're like an angel <laughs> that's just come into my life just at the right time. So, you know, again, I think that, you know, with this rebrand and this beautiful new board and the amazing committee, it's almost again like friend in me is, is you know, rebuilding again and it's going to be fresh and the start of something that's so big that I'm so excited about. Like I really am so excited. I'm so excited to share the rebrand with everyone, to share, you know, our mission and just just cement it all a bit more in my head. And I thank COVID for being able to do that for me. You know, it's given me that time and created that space for me to just think about what I'm doing because I guarantee you I would have been doing more events I would have been taking up my time, making sure that I get that event right, that everything else was getting parked. And it's just, I'm using the rest of this year to create that path and look out 2021 because I am just ready to boom in 2021. And I am so excited <laughs> to watch you. It's just brilliant. And I have to say, I have to say thank you to COVID because really she's the boss that's come out of COVID as well. See? You know, yep. it started in January, but it wasn't anything like it is out of this now. So yeah. and you know it has what? been an amazing time for thinking about things and, and following your passion. 
Yeah, and you're still keeping up amazing things. And, you know, I have to thank you a thousand and one times as well because, you know, I feel so proud that when I see people recommend you or say they've used you or, (laughs) you know, I feel so proud because I think you're such an amazing human being and you're so easy to talk to -to face-to-face, online. You're creating a beautiful space for women, you know, these amazing founders it's true you know i love it when i see people that have recommended you or they tag you i'm like yeah that's my friend jules and she's amazing you know you just have a really you you have a really good way of making women feel like they can get out there and be something and you're such a flag flyer for us you really are you really my friend has a saying and it's jf what is it JFDI, just fucking do it. Just fucking do it. Now you've got Fig Jam coming up, which is all the And now I've just launched Fig Jam. Fuck, I'm great, just ask me for women's bios. I was on that call that day when when someone, did did someone, I can't remember who said it, or did you actually say it? I came came up with it and I posted it out in like-minded bitches on that Facebook group to say, does anyone even know what it means? And had all these people come back going, yes, it was my dad's nickname. It was the group, the netball team name, you know, all that kind of thing love it and I just thought yeah I'm just gonna do it. it's just really right for what it is that I'm doing I love but it. anyway and this is not about me this is about you and thank <laughs> you very much for your very kind words <laughs> what about is there one quirky fact that most people don't know about you that you feel like sharing quirky fact you know I did something on Instagram the other day where I said um I'm going to post three things I think Naomi did it as well three things two things are going to be a lie and one thing's going to be the truth um, yeah. So I posted that I had over fifty. That all up, I've had over fifteen body piercings. And wow, that is a great fact. <laughs> but and everyone thought, and that, yet I can't see any of them. In fact, have you? No, they're all out now. In? They're all out. Oh, but right. That was my my truth, and nobody believed it. That I had bloody everything pierced. I tell you, even the nipple. Even wow, what, was, when you were a teenager? When I was a teenager. So, you know, so many people just think, because I think, you know, the way you present yourself as an adult, but when I was a teenager, green hair, undercut, tongue ring, nose ring, nipple ring, ears all up my ears. And, you know, if I can be really honest, I was a little shit in high school and I know for a fact that one of my teachers, you know, she she was a teacher at the school that I got expelled from. Oh, you were such a brat. I was such a brat. Anyway, <laughs> But you know what? You're giving an awful lot of hope to people that, you know, really, I think maybe you need to be a bit like that. And I certainly, I wasn't pierced, but piercings weren't in when I was younger, but I was pretty alternative. And I think maybe that's where the creativity and also the drive comes from. I think so. And one of Just my teachers... being a bit different. One of my teachers is my friend on Facebook and she always says to me, now this was a school I was really naughty at. She was the homeroom teacher. But she always says to me, she always private messages me all the time. And she says, Louise, I'm so proud of the girl you've become. I always knew you would be something. I always knew you would do something. You just had to find yourself. And, you know, every time she messages me. Well, that's just made all the hairs on my arms and everything all stand up. And it's so true because I, I could have gone in one direction and, but I pulled back, I, I'm not saying that I didn't have my fun in my heyday and I did enjoy growing up and I wouldn't change it for the world because everything in your past leads you to where you are now. And and now I am, you know, I'm a dedicated change maker and I will be the voice for these little kids right now. 
and you know growing into teens and adults and I will be the mental health advocate that the people need and I will be the one that will go and buy the mama coffee because I saw on a local page that she's doing really shit at the moment so I'll text her her address and say you know can I bring you a coffee so I think whatever you, you are, wherever you've been, it's always leading you on the right path, I think. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay, very last thing, and I haven't given you any warning on this, so you may not be able to think of it, but mm. now I'm just talking apps on phones because I love talking about things like that. Yeah. So yeah. if you were to look at your phone, and banking aside, I'm not really interested in banking apps, what are the two most useful apps, or have you got any useful apps for business on your phone? Oh my gosh. Well, if it's going to talk about most used, it's going to be Facebook. Facebook, yeah. You know yeah, what? Yeah. And you know, the only reason I say that, and my husband all the time thinks I'm glued to my phone, but he's got to understand that that's how I'm connecting with people. Yes, that's that right. That is who I'm finding. If, I watch, if I'm watching TV and there's an entrepreneur on there that I think, oh, she's amazing, I'm going to go connect with her on LinkedIn or... Yeah, same, you know, same. That's a great tip as well I for do people it to straight realize. away. I, I'm also doing um, the CEO Sleepout. Have you heard of, you know, the Vinny's CEO Sleepout? I have, Sleepout? yeah, yeah, yeah. A friend of mine's been doing it for years yeah. and years. I thought about doing it. Yeah, well, next you year, let's do it. it. Let's do it together next year. So, obviously, this year um, they've changed it. But, you know, anyway, long story short, I'm doing the CEO sleep out. I'm doing the one in Geelong. And yep. I'm so proud because I'm number three in the top fundraiser and I only started my campaign last week. Um, but anyway, I was like, oh, look at all these amazing CEOs I'm surrounded by, you know, being in the top top three or the top oh my god how incredibly clever and strategic of you and i bet that wasn't what drove you but yes you're going to meet all these people that could in theory embrace that's what i've done but what i've done is i've connected with them all on linkedin i said look i just want to let you know i'm really honored to be up up with you doing this amazing thing for you know raising awareness for these homeless people and i've connected with them and there's been some really beautiful relationships come out of it and well you know just chatting to them Um, and we're all so going to be So you can't wait for the event now? Yeah, so it's on the 18th um, of June, which is really exciting. So we'll all be – I think they stream live to us because we're in the top 10, so they'll cross over to us in our backyard freezing our – Freezing our oh, little so everyone's off. doing it in their own. Everyone's doing it in their own house this year. Yeah, because you can't do it at the oval, the footy oval, oh, because okay. of social distancing. So I'll just be in my backyard. Um, nice, freezing. Gorgeous. All right, and have you got a fun app? What's the game that you play? Do you play on your phone at all, or no. is it just for work? No, I don't play on my phone. Is that boring? No, but I mean, I don't think I had ever done a video game before I got my first Apple iPhone. And my first one, and, I'd, and I think I probably had it for a year before I ever tried a game, and I became totally addicted to flight control, which is all about landing planes one after another, and they're all different speeds. Don't oh, my ask God, me that's why. hilarious. No, <laughs> I, I, I really don't. Maybe I should start doing something like that. Maybe just... not. I don't think you – all it does is it just takes you away from things that, you you know, would probably be oh, a lot more effective. Oh, you're I love it. I love it. <laughs> but Louise, thank you so, so much for doing Aww. the interview today. It's been brilliant. I love hearing what you're up to. It's incredible. Oh, and I you. have no doubt at all that we will see this become huge over the next few years. I have no doubt either. You know, I'm really confident. I'm really raring to go. And yep. It's meant to be. Thank it's you so be. much for always supporting and having my back as well. My absolute pleasure. I'm so glad I met you online as well. Yes. So 
Take care. Thank you so much. Thank you, and, lovely lady. Um, I hope that anybody who's listening has learned lots out of this. Thank you. If nothing else, to just make the leap and follow your passion. That's exactly right. That's all we can ask for, right? It is true. All right, lovely. Well, you have a beautiful day. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed this She's the Boss chat episode. It was great to have you here. If you want to stay in touch, you might also like some of the other things that we've got going on with She's the Boss. Firstly, I've got the She's the Boss show, which is on Ticker TV. Now, you can watch that either on tickertv.com.au or you can download the Ticker app from any of the app stores. So Apple and Android, and they've got an app that is for your phone for your iPad or tablet and for the smart TV. Or you could join us for our free Zoom lunches for female founders that we hold online. The best way to do any of these things really is go to she'stheboss.com.au and on there you can register for the lunches and I've also got links to the website. So either way, I hope you've enjoyed it. I'm really enjoying digging down and getting down to the nitty gritty with these women and I hope you'll join me for the next episode.